Episode 7, The Church of Lost Knights. Three heroes, dots on the multiversal stage, motes of dust swirling amongst the greater deeds of gods. Inconsequential breaths, floating across cosmic winds. Nobodies. But everybody is someone to somebody. Be careful, girls. Gods are watching. Welcome back to Girls Who Don't D&D. I am your Dungeon Master, Corey, and with me again are the girls who don't D&D. They are... Freya, Indy. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Just so pretty. So much pressure. <laughs> All right, take two. <laughs> I'm Indy and I'm playing Freya. Stacey, I play Karin. I'm Alana, I'm playing Morik. <laughs> This is our first time all back together in quite a while and our first time together since we started gathering a little bit of an audience. And so excited are we that you've been kind enough to join us on this fantastical wandering that we've been putting together that we decided to do a little shout out to the different people who are helping us along the way. I'll start. I can't even pronounce this one, but to you Peng... That's what it says, you Peng... Thank you so much for your lovely review and a shout out to your kids as well. I hope you're still listening. As any D&D dad will tell you, the dream is to play a game with your own kids and to have played any role in helping you do that is an extraordinary thing for us. Thank you for sharing that with us. Ladies, who would you like to say hey to? I want to say hey to Nate Bateman. Um, you have a great Instagram account with all this food. It looks great. Um, <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> much it. Stalking all of our followers. By the way. <laughs> Just stalking people and looking at their food. But thank you very much for following along with us and we hope you enjoy. <laughs> um, I would like to shout out Corey Brown Arts. Uh, it looks like you are an artist and you are very talented. You've done some really cool like fantasy-based art, which is awesome. And uh, I've chosen you because you are one of the people that liked our most recent post. So I hope you enjoying listening nice. you know i think i'm actually named after Corey brown there's a character on tv was called Corey brown oh. and my mum decided that's who i'll be named after my dad worked in the docks in newcastle and he liked all the american ships that were coming in town and at the time there was an american ship here and the two names um that my dad liked from the people on board were randy and another guy called buck my name was nearly randy randy buck <laughs> <laughs> so when we get to the part where people go what's your porn name i was like What's my actual name? <laughs> Randy Buck. Randy Buck. My parents chose it for me. <laughs> International plumber. Um. <laughs> okay, so I'm, my shout-out's for Missy Doopop. Just so I can say Missy Doopop. It just it sounds good. Missy Doopop. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for writing to us, Missy Doopop. I like Missy Doopop. It's I a good like name. Missy Doopop too. Now, with our game interrupted by a global pandemic, you probably know that our heroes were about to be hit by an avalanche, one they simply could not avoid for plot reasons. But there was no way I was going to let them off the hook for the dilemma they had caused themselves as they escaped the heart of the mountain. So for the first time in quite a while, are you ready to play? Yes! Ready! Then let's do this. It's just three girls, a dragon, and a handful of dice. Some guys telling stories, I'm sure they'll be nice. There will be monsters, monsters, and magic, and fire, and ice, but it's mostly three girls, a dragon, and dice. 
When we left our heroes, they were dragging themselves to safety from the spider-infested caves beneath the land of Kaylee. They'd fought spiders, survived raging spectral waters, met a giant snail, and scrambled to freedom through a deep scar in the mountain. Except for Morrigan, who still dangles from a thin thread of spider silk, lowered by Corinne, who is still in her spider form. It was an excellent plan, completely thwarting the many spiders who didn't even notice them pass, but with one minor flaw. I don't like spiders. That was the flaw. Freya hates <laughs> spiders. In real life too. <laughs> to remedy that concern, Morrigan thoughtfully disguised Karin's spider form through a simple illusion. She made her look like Freya's dad. Subsequently, Freya confidently climbed to her freedom, but then the illusion faded and Freya watched as her father transformed into a giant spider. Holy fucking shit! (laughs) (laughs) And she has drawn her mysterious sword, the Sword of Deception, ready to strike. But that is not their only concern. The snow covering the mountain has been shaken loose by the echoes of a violent memory that tore through Karin's mind, one that recalled the last days of a god and the fears, terrors and motivations of her son. Tal Dornis. Not Karin's son, the son of the god. Wait, what? The mountain and like the the shot through the heart thing and you're to blame. <laughs> <laughs> you give love a bad name. I, if anybody else just wanting to get hit by the avalanche, it's just me, isn't it? I'm just, okay. Of course, there's a huge wall of ice roaring toward them. Ladies, what would you like to do? How are you going to get out of this mess? How close am I to the opening? Because I'm, like, dangling right now. Is, she, is Freya out? Freya's out and has pulled her sword out and is standing next to a giant spider, which just happens to have a very thin thread dangling from Am the I back close of enough to use Misty Step? No. So I don't know who the spider is at this point, do I? No, just a spider. And you've just been surrounded by horrible spiders. Well, I could just send a message to you and be like, Freya, it's Karin, calm down. Mm. Friend, friend. And I'm going to send a message to Karin. Um, Karin, you might want to take a step back. She doesn't know it's you. And I'm going, are you fucking sure? Are you really, are you really <laughs> fucking sure? Because I'm going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see. Uh, roll a d20 and we're going to do a wisdom check. Oh, it's a 20, isn't it? <laughs> a little excited. What did you just roll? I just rolled a d20. What number did you roll on the d20? <laughs> Sorry. A 20. A natural 20. That's good. Wow. Okay, that's spectacular. Okay, yes. Somehow, through all the haze and all the horrors and everything like that, the dice have just saved you. They have. And you think, Karin. She turns into spiders all the time. <laughs> it's probably just one of those. All right. Pull me New up, problem. girls. New problem. Yes, you've still got someone hanging over the edge. <laughs> As they're ignoring me, I just start climbing up the rope. Clearly, I'm on my own. I have to be the adult here. That's fine. How strong is this rope? It's about to snap. Screw you. <laughs> well, I heard they're trying to make ropes out of spider silk now. Because really? it's the strongest thing in the world. In the whole world. In all the universe, probably. Yeah, multiverse even. Please don't check the facts on anything we say on this show. <laughs> if you're here for facts, you're at the wrong you're podcast. <laughs> Your problem currently is that there are two of you standing above on this snow field, halfway up a mountain, and one of you is not. What are you going to do? Pull the other one up. All right, we need some strength to right. do that. Some strength text would be good. Seven minus one, six. And was utterly useless. Yes, weakling. Do I have to roll to see how like well I'm going climbing up no, this you're thing? Just hanging on, okay. hanging on. The stuff's reasonably sticky. <laughs> Karin, would you like to do anything this evening? <laughs> they seem like they got it. 
I mean, you can probably just start walking forward because I'm attached to your butt. Alana, is that where webs come from? You play your turn, I'll play my turn. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. And I feel like you got this. Okay, <laughs> I came up with this on my own. Okay. I'm going to walk forward. <laughs> yeah. With my eight sassy legs. I'm going to strut on out of there. Hey, can spiders bring their web back up through their butt or can they only release? I'm going to say you probably didn't need to. You could probably just start walking forward. In fact, I've got a fairly good feeling that if this avalanche hits you hard enough, you're going to pull her out of that hole awfully quickly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Won't feel good. While Karina's walking, I'm pretending to pull because I'm so weak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a thing. Yeah. Don't worry, I got it. I got it. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, girls. This massive wall of ice and snow is about to barrel into you. Uh, Karin has decided to stay in her spider form, which I love. I'm sure many, many spiders, giant spiders in particular, have handled quite a few avalanches. Uh, you are still attached yeah, to Yeah, but I'm her. like a really big spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it might even help you a little bit. Yeah, well, if, if you stay holding onto the web, we're all going to be together still. Yeah, we'll just get on the back of that. I'm going to scurry. In a dank cell in a distant land, Harkon jolted upright, knocking over plates and partially eaten meals. Gruel splashed against the dusty floor. Kuzo, he said, his voice appearing in the goblin's mind. I need you to change my tattoo back. Change everyone's. Nearby, Dutch and Lute slept in uncomfortable positions against the rock floor. Dutch with his head rested upon his hat. Lute wrapped in the Leonin's heavy coat. The sudden movement woke them. What's the problem, whispered Dutch, as he gauged the look in Harkon's eyes. She needs us, said the druid. I feel it. We've wasted too much time here trying to glean answers from Dornus. He's smug, but he's no fool. He's not saying anything new. He just likes having us here. It was true. The magician, normally lost in his obsession to return his family to their godly positions, enjoyed the idea that he had trapped his nemesis in animal forms. Part owl, part bear. The idea amused him. He would visit from time to time to gloat. Kuzo worked quickly, desperately trying to recall the old design. I hope I get this right, he said, as Harkon's voice faded from their minds. And then faded back in, first into Dutch's mind, then Kuzo's. I'm sorry, said Kuzo. I still can't risk the procedure on the boy. He's too young. Then you will both need to pass my messages on, said Harkon. He is our only chance of escape. Now Dutch, when the followers of Dornus return to feed us more of this slop, I need you to attack me. There needs to be blood, so tear deep across my ribs, old friend. Don't hold back. I'll need to be close to death. And then, when they can see it, have the boy heal the wound. That should get some attention. There are few who can resist such magic, and Dornus is not among them. Beyond the cell, footsteps approached. Close your eyes and cover your ears, Lute said Dutch. He looked Harkon in the eyes and said, No time to waste. Dutch raked his claws across the owlbear's body and blood poured freely. The wall of snow rumbling towards you is inevitable, like a plot device somebody wrote three months ago. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's when I wrote this bit. There is no way around it, no way under it, no way through it. It slams into each of you, hurts you a fair bit, and hurls you down the mountain, tumbling, whirling, falling, dying. Oxygen is beyond your gasps, and you each begin to fade in and out of consciousness. You wake to the sounds of snow being flung aside, digging, but not with a shovel, hands clawing, 
We're going to roll here to see who is going to be dug out first. And this may not seem important, but whoever's left behind may struggle to live. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that in there. May struggle to live. I feel like spiders should get out first because aren't you cold-blooded at the moment? My spider has some sweet skills. Ooh. Definitely. That I may not have taken into consideration when I... In fact, I don't think our puppet master took into consideration. <laughs> I gave you the card with all the things on it. Well, if you had remembered... Mm -hmm. You would remember that it says very clearly, immune to snow. It's not say immune to snow. It says that. Pass me these damn cards <laughs> so I can tell you what's wrong with you. <laughs> immune to snow. Immune to snow. More or less. More or less. <laughs> Does it say more or less? It might as well because it definitely doesn't say immune to snow. <laughs> it says I can climb difficult surfaces. Yes, when you're not buried by them. <laughs> Uh, everyone needs to roll me a D D20, and the highest number will be the one getting dragged free. Indeed, what's it say? 14. Thank you. 7 on me. 20. A 20. 20. Morrigan, you are pulled free from the snow. Uh, That's me gasping for air, because you said we were. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's some serious acting. Thank you. She's committed. Uh, okay, so here is how this next section is going to work. I have a small grid in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about anybody else, but that was the sound of fun happening. <laughs> Having the best time. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't played in three months. <laughs> 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 I hate it when things happen. <laughs> a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, there's your sheet now. Uh, I have a small grid in front of me. It is a search grid. Uh, across the top are the letters A to E and down the side is numbered 1 to 4. Uh, Morrigan has to tell me the coordinates that you are going to dig in and if you hit the right spot you can start digging around other coordinates nearby to see if you can pull them free. It's like Minecraft. Battleship. Yeah, Battleship. You suck my Battleship. No, not Minecraft. I know. Battleship. What? No, no, the old one on the... Like PCs first became a thing, and you yeah. only had, and had solitaire. Had it was just minesweeper. Minesweeper. It was minesweeper. Minesweeper. Yeah. Thank you. But this is crazy. like battleship. Battleship. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's someone else there, and he will continue to help. Okay, cool. Uh, so if you miss, can I tell him where to dig? You can. Yes. If you miss the girls who are buried deep in the snow, well, there's a spider as well. Uh, will start taking damage. Okay and possibly even move towards death saves. Mm, okay. So I get to dig somewhere and I tell him to dig somewhere, so there's two points at once. B3. B B3. Oh, fuck off. Uh, you find some feet sticking out. They look a bit like Freya's feet. Yes! <laughs> well, hold on, what shoes is she wearing? <laughs> what shoes is she wearing? <laughs> I think that's even Freya. <laughs> are they Jimmy's shoes? What shoes are you wearing? You're wearing all leather, aren't you? I think I am. Yeah. Well, they are A those. flat heel. Yeah. Lara Croft. <laughs> it's me. Oh. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I got yet. However, in the same time, Karin, you need to roll for me. Actually, no, you, you can roll me a D6, and that's how much damage you'll take for being under the snow. That's just a fucking normal dice. Can you say that from now on? <laughs> All right, fine. Could I started you, counting edges of seven dice? different dice. Can you just say the normal looking one? <laughs> well, karma got me in the butt. Because it's six. Ooh, six more hit points. We want good, we want good low numbers. So, next spot to um, Before I dig, can I send a telepathic message to Freya? Is she conscious at all? Uh, yes, she still is conscious under there. Do you? Are you still holding on to the web? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> that may help you. I don't know for sure if it's going to help you or not. I'm now drawing Morgan, a line. That is the smartest fucking thing. I found your feet. Oh, hey, Braille. <laughs> yeah, I got your feet. Uh, you're lying north or west, you reckon? <laughs> well, I mean, if it was the other way around and I found you first, you could just drag her out as we pull you out. All right, yes. Yes, there is a web tied to, well, well, to her hands, but you can't see that yet because you've only yeah. found her feet. Okay, can I get an indication of how many tiles a person would be? Like a malacan for, you know how, like, battleship yeah, you, you found have. you found the bottom half of her. So there's, there's only two tiles. That should make it reasonably easy. Well, to no. figure out where the top half is. Can't you just use your fire to melt the snow around her? You can use fire if you're risking burning your friends. <laughs> it's melting snow. Why is that going to... I mean, they do. Seems fairly obvious, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know if you were laying people diagonally or not. Fine. Could have laid you diagonally. Could have. Could have. <laughs> I could have. I would never be the sort of person who'd lie about that. <laughs> All right. Um, Freya seems pretty confident. She's she's uh, telling me to the just directly up. She feels like she's not upside down. And B2. <laughs> 2B? I really want to just lie. <laughs> I really do. But yes, yes, she is in B2. And you are, you are able, with the help of this large man, able to dig Freya out. Freya's shivering. She's terribly cold. But you have managed to free Freya. Yes, and she's still holding onto the web, yes? Mm. She is. So we can see a web going into the snow. You can. Directing us to Karin's butt. Yes. Yes. Okay. Northeast. Okay, can you tell me which way that's going? The web heads towards C3. Ah, there you go. Okay, cool. Well, C3. All right, so you're digging at C3? That, that is where we're digging. All right. Follow the web. You find more web. Oh, Jesus. She wasn't, like, connecting to the one small piece that was basically <laughs> next to her butt. Well, we are close. <laughs> <laughs> and then D4, I would assume. Well, you're not going to get to do that without Karin having to roll more damage. I was hoping you'd forget. Pick up the square-shaped dice with the six numbers on it, please. Four. All right, four more hit points. Oh, shit. Uh, what was the next one after that? D4. I'm hoping nothing. Oh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, say anything out of out of turn here, Karin. But you should probably ask why Freya just sat up and didn't help digging. I don't want to make a big deal. Oh. I don't want to make a deal. I don't want to like. <laughs> I'm get between friends. I don't want to say anything. But she I did say she was tired. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. E1. <laughs> Freya, you can dig an E1. I'm sorry. We're over here with, and you're going up there. Yeah, I know. Freya's done okay, a big fine. dig. Over in E1, and you find nothing. Shock her a gasp. Morgan, would you? <laughs> Cold. Wow. Well. Morgan, where would you like to dig? Um, I am going to go D3. Nothing. Karin, hit me with that D6. Two. I was close you're doing to really where well, you though. are. Thanks, yeah. hon. How do you, what do you mean you're closer to where you don't know where she is? How do you know? You could be digging in the wrong place. 4B. 4B? Negative. Okay, where does the large man dig? I reckon E1. 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 Where did E1? Where, where else? Did we? I miss that. Uh, oh. Maybe like 1A, up that top corner somewhere. Sure. Okay. We A- haven't hit that. What about A1? D- okay, A1. No. Karin, oh, hit me with that D6. Only gambling with her life. <laughs> Another six. All right, one of mine's going to be C2. I'm going to go C1. Two more misses. You're joking. This is BS. Wait, battleship, battleship is not called BS. <laughs> it's code for bullshit, Corey. <laughs> Karin, can you roll me another D6? How many are you down to? She has quite a few hit points. Six. 
down to six. Six and I'm dead. All right, so... Goodbye, what everybody. What is bad oh news God. for you, Corinne, who was probably a bit bigger when she was a spider, has now transformed back into being a person, so it'll be a little bit harder to find there. She's a bit smaller. But, Corinne, good news is you return back into you with all your normal hit points, so you have a truckload of hit points. Corinne, if you don't want me to play anymore, you could have asked. Uh, you weren't reading your messages. <laughs> <laughs> Sent you a message. We're really playing on Saturday night. <laughs> Wow, we've hit like everything apart from Karin. <laughs> is she even here? There is no more snow except for this one suspiciously yeah. Karin-shaped pile. <laughs> mm. Go with your gut. Yeah, and every time I do, she gets closer to death. D D2? D2, you find some legs. Oh, oh thank God. That's where I was. You were in B3 and B2. <laughs> and is she That's upright? <laughs> you can see which way the legs are going and unless they're broken. Okay, so D1. D1, you have freed Karin. Oh, thank Karin suddenly gasps okay. her air as she gets loose. I thought there was no chance you'd really actually get close to dying. But when you guys play Battleship, you suck. Yeah, that does suck. And it's not like that was a huge grid either. No. I was like, oh, you're only three turns away from fixing this. And you guys went, uh, is, there an <laughs> a, is there an A5? Can we go out of the grid? <laughs> Think outside the box for a I second. I don't think it was you guys. I think it was definitely Morrigan. <laughs> as soon as you said Morrigan's time. got this all wrapped up, that was when she started going, no, I do not. Uh, <laughs> but you got her out, and that's That was important. definitely me. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. When Freya and Karin step up from the avalanche, they both look a bit pale, like they've been through something that maybe perhaps Morrigan hasn't been. You guys okay? Making my world. <laughs> yes, girl. Get a girl. <laughs> my daughter. Strange that they would send me here for you. Park, you say. What a beautiful name. Find him. <gasps> no. You're gonna be safe. So fragile. You can trust me. Complete happiness. Baby Complete happiness. Go with Baby daddy. Angel. Go with daddy. You can trust me. I have a way to save them all. You really think you can escape me? I'm gonna fix this. I'd follow you anywhere. I'd follow you anywhere. I'd follow you. I really want to show you this. I really want to show you this. Okay, 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 okay. Quick, quick grab quick, my quick, hand. Where it's gonna jump? Where it's gonna jump? Where it's gonna jump? And he's gone. Oh no. But I won't give them up. They're just kids. Brave, sweet boy. It's not just you I want. Children of the Night Guild, and you can bring them to me. Endless, 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 endless. Don't forget to wear the mask. Uh, Morrigan, you see you see Karin and Freya staring off into the darkness, a thousand yard stare, barely moving. But enough about them. What happened to you, Morrigan? I didn't get an episode. <laughs> I thought of everything that I can't control. I, I need to help my people, but I don't even know who my people are. The towers are collapsing, but we don't know who the assassins are. I thought about the girls that are with me who are underneath all this ice with me and I just had to get them out because if we'd stuck together, maybe we could get through this together. That all sounds really good, but you know what actually happened to you? Nothing. Nothing. <sighs> Not a single memory, everything was black. Fine. <laughs> I give my one good speech of this game and I get yeah. nothing. You know what, that fine sounded very much like a fuck you. Did. <laughs> I felt it, I felt the ripples. Next to you, there is a this large man. He's a priest. You can probably tell that reasonably quickly because of his robes, although he is also armoured. Wait, we kill people in robes. But not 
like last every person single time. <laughs> I don't know if Mario wants to kill someone in a robe. I'm gonna kill someone <laughs> in a robe. Uh, he stands up exhausted from digging. He walks over to a pile of snow resting against a building uh, and drags free a signpost. He shakes the ice loose and tries to place the post back in the ground. You read the name and discover you're in the village of Keradril's Fall. Because <laughs> we fell. the town itself is pretty dark there are no lights on certainly none of those magical lights like when you first got to Bellison and the city was lit by uh, magic there are no people moving around the buildings are aged and not well looked after effectively the place looks close to a book 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 wait we use a book okay let's see what happens when you talk to the book Stucker gave you hi I'm Elsie, and I'm the voice of the Hitchhiker's Guide to Kaylee. Please state the precise name of your destination. Keradrill's Fall. Welcome to Keradrill's Fall. Here they started with a church at the base of a mountain. Before even a single home or hut had taken hold, a spacious yet humble church began to form. Stones dragged from the quarry by all manner of means and all manner of men grew from all God's good ground. They blessed the soil, whatever that means, consecrated an altar of polished rock, I don't know what that means either, and raised their hands and prayers to whomever would look down upon them. Yet in the village, no graces were returned, the soils yielded no crops, the farms employed few, and instead, the mountains beyond beckoned. As mines grew deeper, pockets followed. As beautiful as they are, the ranges protect few things of value. Those who found their way deeper swore the tunnels and caverns breathed life, but no great wealth was ever uncovered. Just distant sounds manipulating hope into myth. New gods were called upon, but again, the church remained silent. And as quickly as the village had grown, it fell. Now the buildings and farms sit in various stages of constant decay, except for a church that serves a silent God, but still stands tall and proud and clean and strong, surrounded by the failures of prayers. Gods do not always need prayer. Some require sacrifice. So don't forget to bring a chicken. Elsie nailed it. Is that her actual name? Yep. Great name. Thank you, Elsie. Thanks, Elsie. Yeah, hopefully we'll get uh, Elsie back for many more guides to Kay Lee. Yeah. Just a reminder, anybody, as a listener, you can be one of our voices. You just uh, find our website and email us and we'll see what we can do. Yes. All right. Uh, The priest is now walking away from you and ahead of him you see a notice board. It's almost buried as well by the snow. Um, Give me, everyone give me a perception check. Eight. Add your much. perception. Oh, Don't yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen. Okay. Uh, Morgan, what was yours? I was trying to see what my plus was, but my plus is zero, so it's four in total. You can see, or Karin can see, there's a few posters on it, and you can see the word wanted. And as you start to look at it, you can start to notice the top of Freya's head. It looks like Freya. You can't see all of it, though, because it's buried in the snow. It's cold, says the priest. I'll make you something warm to drink. And then he starts to walk towards the only building in the village that has light coming from within. What would you like to do? I'll be in in a minute. Yeah, so that's my verbal direction. But my actual movement is I'm going to start digging out that snow to see who is on that wanted poster. As you are digging 
uh, into the ice, you start noticing this poster, and it says, Wanted for Grand Theft. And there's a picture of a short sword and a particularly accurate drawing of Freya. And there is a 500 gold piece reward attached to her capture. Is that all I'm worth? Well, in this situation, that's pretty good money. 500? Yeah. Do you have 500 gold in your world? It's not dollar coins. It's not... <laughs> As you dig out the first one, you notice there's a second one. It has a picture of Karin on it. Oh, we're all there. Wanted for murder. Oh, and there's it. a picture of the mayor when he still had both hands. <laughs> and there's a 500 gold piece reward for that as well. She then gets the mayor's hand out of her bag and uses that to dig out the rest of it. <laughs> there are multiple other posters on there. It looks like they get updated uh, fairly frequently. Uh, they are a little old, these ones. These ones look like they're a bit tattered. Uh, there's a few others you don't recognise those. But then you see one that looks neater, tidier on better paper. Wanted for treason. Execute on sight. Uh, it has been ripped in half, so it's difficult to see exactly how accurate the sketch is or even what the actual crime is. There is a mention of reward for gems, but it's unclear how much or where they should be taken. I turn around telepathically ask Corinne, are you okay? What's going on? We are all wanted for some serious crap. Right up effect, I don't... That's kind of expected. I think we kind of expect that. Me for murder, because, like, honestly, I think you and I both know that Mayor had it coming. Like, we were trying to save the town. And you for treason. Treason. And the girls go, where's Freya? She's robbing the church. (laughs) (laughs) She's robbing the selection plate. Like, fuck Freya. God damn it. (laughs) Treason. That's why I'm beheaded in the town. There is also an aged and lightly torn notice about the Bellison Mayor's funeral, which appears to have been held about six months ago. Oh my god, we've been in that mountain forever. Ah. How'd you pick that up? Well, like, we went straight from the tower to the mountain, and then we we saw the the sun and the moon, like, spiralling past when we looked up. I was really hoping that in the meantime was actually passing quickly. (laughs) Stupidly. (laughs) But six months, like we wow, just did fast. that. Why did it speed it up? It's a very good question. Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Physics and wormholes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got a logistical question here. So it didn't feel like six months for us, but six months passed outside of the mountain. The souls that are in the mountain have. They say they've been dead for 200 years. Has it been much longer than 200 years? 400, they say. Sorry, 400. Has it been much longer than 400 years and if time passes so differently in there? Oh, my God, and the same for the snail. Oh, my God, what if his wife is dead? What if she's forgotten about him? All good questions that I'm not going to answer. Alongside... The posters, there are other ads, of course, things for a dwarven jeweler. There's a very tattered poster for a local shenanigans. Uh, and Good another pub. one, uh, another one for something called the Cirque du Cholet. Uh, but you can't quite make that one out either because it's still a bit buried. So is the shenanigans one, to be honest. Okay, I, I'm actually curious about the dwarven jeweler one. When you touch it, it makes, it speaks, it says what is written on the page. So come one, come all. There are spectacular prizes and discounts available at uh, Gregar's Dwarven Jewelers. Yeah, so you needed more enthusiasm there to really sell that. 
Come one, come all, to uh, Gregor's Dwarven Jewelers. You'll find great discounts here. I knew you could do it. That's good. Yeah, but now I've used the whole voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much range. <laughs> Can I touch shenanigans? Uh, yeah, and when you do it, it plays the shenanigans song. Oh, shenanigans, Irish pub, it's a place that we just made up. Oh, I'm touching my wanted poster, I'm touching it's, my wanted poster. It still poster. says the same thing I said to you before, but basically, but in yours is a, a, uh, is a voice, a strong male voice, uh, who sounds like he's in charge of things. Wanted for treason, that sort of voice. If you touch the other two, for example, they don't sound like they're spoken by the same person. So they've been issued by different people. Okay. I'm going to touch a circus one. It looks pretty. And when you touch that one, it almost springs to life. Hi folks, my name is Stuart and I play the wondrous banner of the Cirque du Cholail. Ladies and gentlemen, come one, come all to the Cirque du Cholail. Kali's most magnificent circus event. I, Alastair Gonales Alejandro, the greatest showman of all, entreat thee to find thy path to the tabernacle of inspired imagination, the stage of intense intoxication, the theatre of impractical instigation, the Cirque de Cholel. Marvel at the majestic magic of the mighty mystique, master of the multiverse. Learn your future through the indisputable powers of Madame Hirsute, the world's only psychic bearded lady. And of course, feed the first wonder of the cosmos, the extraordinary, the wondrous, the superlative, colossal snail of questionable chronology, the encapsulated escargot of calendric mischievity, the sole remaining slug of temporal temperament. So come one, come all, not once, not twice, but thrice, to the greatest show in history. Suck de Cholet. I hate that place. They're holding the snail captive. Lady snail. Yeah. We've got to go to the Circus Cholet. We're leaving immediately. I mean, I'm also like, I very much want to go help the, the snail lady, but I also want to know if we can get inf- information from the priest about the lighthouses. Like, are we, are we in a worse position than we were? Will he know who we are? Will he care? Yeah. We're not that bad. And we're easy on the eye. Um, Look, I I love your enthusiasm, Karin But you have suffered the most damage out of all of us Mm. And you could really use a rest Because if we're going to go to some crazy circus I have some berries It is also in the middle of the night um, Whether that means anything Uh, You don't know where you are yet It could be spiders out there We could at least maybe get a map from the priest To help us navigate to the circus You and your... Ingenious ideas. And he's got hot chocolates. I could do a hot chocolate. And I say, oh, yum! <laughs> hot chocolate! Hot chocolate! We all start chanting, hot chocolate! Yeah. <laughs> yum! Oh, get out We're of that very cold. cold. I'm, I'm going to just casually take the staff of many pieces out of Karin's backpack while we're walking and following this guy. I'm, I'm right behind you girls. Just wanted to be armed. That's all. Can I make one suggestion? That we get the white marshmallows? Because I think the pink are too sweet. Yes, <laughs> and maybe the mini ones, not the big ones. Good idea. The mini marshmallows. Marshmallows? Okay. As you head into the church, uh, you the priest is uh, standing near four drinks. Three drinks. He's obviously got his own already, but three 
hot chocolates and uh, they have marshmallows in them. Uh, he doesn't. He's a bit too manly for that. Um, and he gestures to the pews as he takes a seat. What do you want to do? I'm just going to sit down. Yeah, have a bit of a rest and a chat and say, where are the people? He seems reasonably nervous about speaking. Uh, he doesn't want to make a big deal out of the fact that there's no one around, but he says, in time they all come back. In time they'll return. Uh, give me a perception check, each of you. Eight. Ten. Plus one. Thirteen. Nine. Morgan, you, 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 he does seem to be fair and honest. You think he's telling the truth. Like when he's talking to you, he looks kind, kindly. Morgan, you notice uh, in this quite delightful-looking church that has sandstone walls and religious, humble but religious icons. It's not gaudy, it's not gold, uh, but there's a, a lectern. Uh, there are stained glass windows alongside with, with events uh, symbolised in them. Um, the priest himself is hes a big man, barrel-chested, and it looks like he's covered in this bright armour. He has kind of a weary smile, but he does have that comforting presence. Morgan, you notice something else embedded in his armour. It's, it's a gem, ah. similar to the ones you've seen before, a little smaller. Uh, it sits across his heart, and every now and then it glows softly for a moment. And you see the priest recoil just a little slightly when it does that, as though it's, as though it's doing something to him. My name is Father Robert Saint-Denis, humble guide for the believers of many gods. Uh, and his teeth grit for a moment when he says it. Regardless of your denomination... I would help your prayers find eternal ears when there was a congregation. You notice his hands are torn up a little bit from digging through the snow, and they do seem to be bothering him. Uh, He looks at them, takes another sip from the glass, and you notice his hands start to heal. But he wraps them anyway, he wraps them in a little cloth, and he whispers a small prayer as he does so. Is anyone having a drink? I'm going to scowl it. (laughs) (laughs) Does it like a shot. Bang. Yeah. Uh, Yep, when you do that, you add eight hit points. Woohoo! Something, something in my, it might be my fact that I may be royal, tells me not to drink things that people serve me. It's a good reason. I like that. I'd be surprised if Karin didn't feel like some, but... Yeah, so I'm coming with both hands. And I'm like... And then I'm swallowing it, and then I'm just like... Mm, on my cheek. Uh, seven hit points returned for you. Morgan, not even sniffing it? No. Okay, so you get none. Father Robert rises and walks over to a thick wooden door uh, to the side of his altar and he says, Please, take my room. It is humble. There are blankets and the floor is straw. But you will be warm. Thanks. <laughs> Freya's tired. She's like, boom, straight She's in there. She's off, belly flops. <laughs> i got to sleep and I've rubbed this joint now, I guess. <laughs> you're like, there's, there's nothing... I'm weighed down. <laughs> you're like, there's nothing interesting in this room. Maybe the good stuff's heard off back. All right, Freya goes straight out there. That seems good. Uh, Karin? Yeah, I'm very tired. Okay, Freya, Karin, in there, what would you like to do? I'm in a like meditative state when I sleep, right? So, like... Yeah, okay. you, you only have to do a four-hour sleep to, to get your long rest if that's what you plan to do here. Can I sleep like sitting up in front of the girls so that if anything does happen like I, I'll wake up first? Well you, yeah I guess you'd be closer to the door. I haven't, you haven't been in the room yet to see if there's any other things like windows or anything. Okay so I go into the room and I roll for perception. I'm not going to just conk out in a strange space. Really? <laughs> Fif- Fifteen. The room is much like you said. It is, it is very humble. It does seem to have sadly 
between the lot of you, there is only a single-sized mattress. Although he's a bigger sort of guy, so he could probably fit two of you on there. Someone uh. else is probably going to have to wing it and go. <laughs> Freya's already sprawled out <laughs> across the entire mattress. Matt, guys. <laughs> snoring away. Is there a door that closes? Uh, yeah, the one he opened to, to get into the room. There's no other room. It's like a, I think they're called like a rectory or something, like a little side yeah. room that they sort of live in. It's where they keep the wine. Uh as the priest shuts the door behind you, you hear a little bit of a clinking noise and it slams the, slams closed. And uh, Freya, you you were already passed out. I mean, you should be passing out because you were drugged, but it turns out you were just tired. Uh, Karin, you are feeling a little bit lightheaded. And I want to make this very clear. The drugs were in the were not in the actual drink. They were in the uh, marshmallows. Um, because you made me put them in there. Uh, <laughs> and Morrigan, you're fine. You didn't touch anything at all, but uh, you, of course, went through an avalanche just a few minutes ago, so you may already be a bit weary. Um, you do hear something a bit unusual as the priest walks away. It almost seems like you hear him say, I'm so sorry. Now, in this world, there is an unusual side effect of nearly dying. The near-death experience some of you have had uh, makes the connection between the living world and the spiritual world behave a bit differently. It brings them closer together. Your tattoos use a magical connection to the conduits of the spiritual world to allow you to all speak telepathically. Uh, Nearly dying enhances this so that the limitations applied by the distances are completely removed. You can be almost anywhere. As you stir in this sleep, a vision of some of the people connected to your tattoo network becomes clear and you can talk to one of them, but very briefly. Uh, they are quite likely to be someone from your near-death experience. Now, Karin, you see before your eyes, Harkon, you see your husband, whose name is Sakosh. We didn't talk about that before, but his name is Sakosh. And the face of a man you've never seen before, a long face, bald and intense eyes. I want the mystery box. <laughs> you want to talk to him? Yeah, what's his deal? Is that your question to me? <laughs> hey, long face guy, what's your deal? You got like, yeah, but like... Yeah, he went full Seinfeld. <laughs> what is the deal? <laughs> With mystery characters. <laughs> oh, it's more out of intrigue. Okay, no, you're right. That's a bad decision. No, no, you, I, I, I think they're all good decisions. They're all good decisions. Yeah, the like, worst one is, I think, the husband probably the weakest of them all because he's got less to offer you in a way. Well, because I was going to be like, but all I know is that he ran away to a mountain. He's a spirit now in some living water. So... I don't know what he's going to do for me. But. The assumption being that he's alive, that's good. Yeah, like, and but he can't help me get him out. I think someone else could. If they could help people get them out, they'd be out. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> that makes some sense. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is an external job. Yeah. We've got to outsource this one. It's almost like in the vision now, I've got these three faces and he's just slowly steps back. <laughs> he's like, she's right. She's right. I'm out of this one already. That's why she's always been the leader of the village and I have been the stay-at-home dad. <laughs> not that they're not both equally important roles. I'm just saying. saying yes. We're working to our skills. Uh, he was a great husband and father. You know, and you don't know this, but he made me bacon every morning. Oh. A kilo. <laughs> it was much you more really than you really undersold it there. Just bacon every morning. He probably cleaned up after all the meat accidents that would have occurred. <laughs> there was a lot of meat drinking. And he was a really good dad. Um, but he's no good to me at the moment. Harkon. He fades further back. <laughs> he grabs like Zen by the shoulders. Like, come on, honey, you don't need to hear this. <laughs> I can tell you really quickly, you can't talk to Zen because uh, Zen hasn't got a tattoo yet. She's not come of age. It's well, I would never have let her. No, it's like having a mobile phone. She's too yeah. young. She's too That's young. why I only let her get the pink streak in her hair, not the whole thing. Uh, and Harkon, I think, like, is, I wasn't even sure he was alive. 
The fact that you can see him means so, that, that that gives you a better chance of thinking he must still be alive. Yeah, exactly. Until or the, one of the spirits just like Sakosh. Yeah, exactly. But then mystery guy. <gasps> I mean, knows? who wants to hear from the mystery guy? <laughs> Girls, come on. Yeah, I'm here. We want to hear from it. the mystery guy. Ask away. Okay, so. And remember, there's a limited time. I didn't want to make that sound like it was an ad, but. <laughs> <laughs> and for a limited time and only. You can talk to one crazy, weird spirit guy. You just tell me everything that you would like to tell me and that I should know. Okay? <laughs> oh, I have very little that you need to know. Jesus! You're doing absolutely everything I needed you to do. Fuck. Bad guy. <laughs> well, you win some, you lose some, don't you? <laughs> Bad guy, was he. Well, I can't. I can only ask him one question, can't I? No, no, he's brief. He's still there. Oh, I thought it was like a one-question deal. Then he no, it's just briefly. It's briefly. It was a very short answer. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like a wrong number at this okay. stage. He's about to hang up on you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, old mate, the soul feeder. I'm gonna say we'll go on. No, he doesn't have any intention of continuing what he's talking. Why? About. He's got what he wants. What? He's not. He's not like a James Bond villain where he goes, "Sit down, Mr. Bond, and let me tell you my plans." <laughs> he's like, "No, no, just keep being you. Just be you." Okay. Well, I'm going to do the opposite of being me. Then I'm going to do the opposite of everything I've been doing. I'm doing the opposite now. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not get crazy. Let's get crazy. <laughs> stay on. Stay off target. Don't be you. Be not you." No, nah, uh-huh. everything I was doing, I'm doing the opposite now. And now that I know you want me to do it, I don't want to do Did, it. There's been a miscommunication. He looks quite worried now that you're not going to continue. <laughs> And then it just all starts to fade away. Freya, you see uh, your father. You see a woman you haven't seen for a long time, but who looks familiar. And you see a young girl, but she doesn't look young anymore either. But you recognise her. I know what I want to do here, and I want to talk to my dad, of course. But I've got to suss this bitch out. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, is that Minty Bitch? Yes. Yeah. yeah Show the girl, me the Minty Bitch. The girl that you can see is the girl who pushed you from the tower. She is a little bit older now, but she's she's very recognisable. Uh, and she is looking directly at you. Uh, and all she says is, Ugh, I should have, like, killed you the last time. Oh, the suspense. How many characters narrate their own suspense? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you push me? Why did I push you? Because you had something I wanted and didn't deserve. And it's mine now. A family. Oh, I had a family. A bitch. Are we related? <sighs> There's no way my blood and your blood have ever crossed paths. Can I stab her through my nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> Can I stab her through my nightmare? All right, you're going to sleep stab. Um, <laughs> sneak attack, Indy. Sneak attack. <laughs> sneak attack. It's a good thing you didn't share the bed. <laughs> All right, um, Freya, for whatever reason, decides to suddenly grab the Sword of Deception and stab into her memory. And when she does that, suddenly the sword vibrates in your hand. (gasps) Hi, I'm Sam, and I'm playing the Sword of Deception. Hi, I'm Simon, and I play Lieutenant Menti. It's embarrassing, really. I have one purpose in life, just one, to slice. Technically to kill, but just slicing would be enough. But no, I'm all locked up, here, in a glass display, polished clean twice a day. Visitors few, but always nobles keen to catch a glimpse. But not of me, no. They were here to see the necklace. What a waste. I'm sure it had never killed anyone. And then there was you, little urchin, child of the streets. How many nights had you found a new way into this guarded room? 
How many nights had you hidden behind that heavy curtain, peering out, watching me, thinking of a way to steal me? And oh, how I longed to be free. But each night you left empty-handed, fearful of reprisal from she who would wear the necklace. But tonight, tonight you move too slow, little one. Tonight, she is here first. She enters, floating as though her feet need not touch the floor. Her caramel curls float with her. She wears the necklace. A bodyguard, a lieutenant, I think, removes it and places it and its five gems behind the glass. Princess Morrigan, you looked beautiful tonight. You will need to stop calling me that soon, Lieutenant. Yes, my queen. Oh, enough. There's no need to be sycophantic. Now, I may be little more than your average extraordinary talking sword, but even I could tell there was a need. She had changed. From this perspective, trapped behind walls of glass, I blamed puberty, but there was something else too. So, Lieutenant, or perhaps Captain, is it done? It is, but I'm not sure why the King and Queen... Because I am the Queen, and they are just the parents of a spoilt little girl. The ritual begins at midnight. Have them prepared for... And that was the moment you suddenly decided to get brave. Perhaps you didn't see them? Perhaps you were too caught up in the moment to hear them, but your timing could not have been worse. It was not the time to be brave, but it was awfully nice to be free again. Intruder! Guards! To the treasury! And suddenly you find yourself awake and you're holding the Sword of Deception against Morrigan's throat. What are you doing? The sword is fighting you at this stage. It's like trying to lean you towards Morrigan. Oh, crap. Jesus Christ. It wants me to kill Morrigan. It seems as though uh, it recognises her. Ooh. No. So I'm going to take a step back. Last time we levelled up, I had changed spells and I now have the command spell and I'm going to use that to tell her to drop, which will make her drop whatever she's holding. Okay, Freya, Morrigan is going to command you uh, to drop the sword. So you will be making a wisdom save, which means you roll your d20 and add your wisdom modifier. Normally you'd want to beat or equal this roll, which is uh, 14, but in this situation... That's good. 11, 10... All right, you do actually drop the sword. Okay, I'm going to sweep her legs out from underneath her, kick her sword away, and ask her, what the hell do you think you're doing? Whoa, 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 that wasn't me. I was just in a bad dream. <laughs> Some minty bitch tried, <laughs> tried to tell me that she was she had power over me and I just thought I would be able to slash her down in my nightmare. Turns out I couldn't because I woke up when I was doing that to you. I was on your throat. With the sword. But you pushed the sword out of my hand. <laughs> but let me justify this for you. <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, but you dropped the sword out of my hand before I could ask it what it was actually trying to do. What do you mean, ask your sword what it was trying to do? Oh, it just, like, it doesn't, it talks to me. <laughs> through my head. Hold on, wait, sorry. Do, does your crazy. sword not talk to you? I don't have a sword. <laughs> do you have a dagger? Do you have something? I got nothing. I got my broken stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sick of any pieces? It says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> why Why have you come from, for me, you're closer to Karin. Oh, I don't think my sword likes you very much. <laughs> it had this weird memory where you, I think, were not a nice person in it. And when I stole it, it had a bad feeling about you. But it's the sword, 
not me. <laughs> Let's just be clear about that. But you want to pick up the murderous sword. I want to ask it. I'm intrigued. So if I pick this up again, is it going to just... <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not so powerful. I mean, you are in a bit of a dazed state. It's not so powerful that you can't control it when you pick it up. Is okay. Kyron awake? I'm drugged. I'm out of here. But you're not as drugged as Freya was, so you could be, you could be you could be wait you could be just sitting there watching this with one eye open. <laughs> You've gone, eh, no worth it. Yeah, no, I've decided this ain't my fight. I'm just gonna right, okay. Like honestly, I just oh god, I tumbled down avalanche. I have the time for your bullshit, so I'm just gonna <laughs> stay sleeping. I want it on record. This is the second time you've gone. No, you guys have got this. <laughs> I just want to hear it out. Like, let's just see how this goes. Okay. Well, then, do you mind like being in between me and Freya while she talks to her murderous sword? All right. So I'm just gonna grunt. I'm like, oh god, what is up with you two? I'm like trying to sleep. We are exhausted. And I'm gonna like put my hand on Morgan's lovely chest. <laughs> <laughs> Push her Longer than she should have Like <laughs> awkwardly yeah, Look in her eyes a little too long <laughs> I'm holding Freya by the wrist Just because I feel She's like She's on the ground I knocked her. her down Oh okay Well my foot's on her then I love that Foot's on her then Now I'm a little attracted to Karin And I'm just going to like Talk it out Use your words ladies That's my leadership coming through Freya Hun Doesn't look that good From where I'm standing <laughs> But if you are having the same dreams I'm having, which we'll unpack later, because this is your moment, there's probably a reason for this. So we're yep. going to use our big girl words and you're just going to unpack the situation. Furthermore, Raya, by the way, the spider thing. Okay, we need to talk about that real quickly. Every time I turn to a, fry, a spider to save your ass, you start freaking out. I'm going to need you to not. So when I turn to a big giant spider, I'm going to do a twerk with my spider booty. Ah. And you're going to know that that's me. Okay, I just want to good. get that off my chest. No, that's okay. good. Yeah, Communication. Just, because you're too panicked to use our telepathy. So if I start mm. doing a little twerk, spiders don't do that. You know, it's me. All good. Okay. I like that. Morgan, are you ready to listen to it with open ears and an open heart? Yes, but she comes up with that knife and I'm, I'm burning my That's way out this door. Fair, my foot's on her, so we're fine. Okay. <laughs> Karin, after somehow making this about herself, adds... <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me right now? I just I started something. Started something. <laughs> I started something. Open that Pandora's box. <laughs> Boom. See what happens. Um, Freya. How would you respond? I'm going to grab the sword and I'm going to say, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your sword. deal? What's going You're on here? You're not making me look good. Uh, the sword um, this time doesn't seem to be as urgent about the killing, <laughs> the potential killing, uh, but it doesn't respond. What? I'm going to shake it. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Nothing! I told you it can be a little bit uh, temperamental. Um, I'll caress it. <laughs> That's just awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Daddy, like. <laughs> Give me so, a just starts purring. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute, girls. <laughs> um, well, I don't know what to do now. Okay, I swear it wasn't me. You've got to trust me on this. When it does stop having the shits, I will ask it then. Okay, so you're you're saying you've just had, an, had a nightmare of some kind yep. and you've also had a nightmare? Oh, girls, nightmares galore, but I figured it was just residue from the uh, the mushrooms and the... What was the other drugs we had? Sniffle shade. I'm starting to think now that there's some merit to these things. It feels very, very yeah. real. I'm sorry, real how? Real in the way that I am over 400 years old you're not going to believe by looking at me. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait for this banger. 
also a mother. Does this <laughs> right? You have a child? I have a child and she's adorable. Where is she? Well, she's dead or trapped, I'm not sure. And a very <laughs> I'm devastated, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot going on right now and I'm not actually sure. You've where had she a couple is. centuries to process it. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm figuring that if I'm having these dreams, which I'm going to now call memories, Freya is also having these memories. You guys are starting to remember something? Are you not remembering Little anything? Things. I've got nothing. I've got literally nothing. I've, I've got the hint that maybe apparently I committed treason. And that makes sense with what my sword is trying to tell me or attack you. You're justifying it again. So what I'm saying is <laughs> I was doing the right thing. By trying to kill you. <laughs> My sword knew what was up. But why now? As opposed to all that other time we've been together. Excellent question. This is a sword that you have had for quite some time now. You did go back and find it uh, when, when you were sent back by uh, the Nine Lives Guild. And you used that same sword. We would know now that you used that sword. Uh, a while back you killed a man in your story about how you learned to do that remarkable thing called sneak attack. <laughs> Once it is attuned... The sword can create an illusion of itself, attacking from a different angle, which will grant you advantage for the attack. This may allow you to sneak attack, even when you are looking at someone straight in the eye. This can only happen once per long rest. But that would explain why so often you thought, I'll just attack this person. You've been used to using this sword. You wrote it in my story. <laughs> I knew that was It was always going part of the story. <laughs> Maybe this is why you've been doing it in such a strange way is because the sword has actually not been there to help you understand how to do a sneak attack. Uh, but you, you, back in that time, you killed a man, you saved Jorda. That was the young boy that, who was being, or the young, young man, I guess you could say, who was being held up by the sausage-fingered man. Mm -hmm. uh, so you've had this sword for quite some time. Back then, you had, it had a special connection with you, and we call it in D&D attunement. You are attuned with your sword. And while it's taken a while to recognize you again uh, you are now attuned to your sword and now you can understand it it can speak to you and has some other special abilities ah. so in that memory just then i stole the sword yeah but i could see the sword could see morrigan come in with jewels this sword can see it is what we call a sentient sword it is alive so it's good because we can get some memories from it yep you can ask it questions like that one how uh, does it communicate with me, like through my mind? It is through your mind, but you must be holding it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so you can't just put it in a room and go, hey, you're on guard, right? <laughs> you watch out and let me know if anything happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one you need to be to uh, holding. So Freya will open honest conversation. What mm. did your sword say? Oh, my sword said that you changed. Changed in the way that you changed? No, like your attitude changed. So that might be the causing of the treason. Right. So I'm a bad person. I don't know about that. I don't know. I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of thinking it. I mean. <laughs> the high pitch level of that was next level. That's <laughs> like Mariah. <laughs> about to release a Christmas album. <laughs> hey, the season is coming. <laughs> if, you're, if, 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 if the post is correct and, and there's a sword apparently that is out to get me so bad that it'll make you try to kill me, I'm not sure I want to remember. Mm. By the way, ladies, um, you mentioned drugs. Um, what drugs have you guys taken recently? It's been a really hard week. I feel like, <laughs> and you know what? I feel like you're rejecting a lot of judgment right now. <laughs> and, and I thought this is a safe space. In theory, I'd say treason's a far worse crime than drug use. <laughs> I mean, 
And I just nod knowingly, like, mm, raise my eyebrows. I was trying to get you guys an opportunity to, like, say that you thought you'd been drugged by the priest. I, I don't know this. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But they are defensive of their drugs. I know. <laughs> I'm just staying true to my character. That's my, fine. Yeah, that's fine. And um, honestly, if the priest had told me they were drugged marshmallows, I would have ate them willingly. <laughs> Fair enough. In the interest of honest communication, uh, we are locked in this room. Um, I figured you guys were too exhausted to travel anyway. The door is wooden, so I figured we could get out of here at any point. Yeah, and I could just rage out if I needed to. Yeah. Ah, um, so I let you guys sleep, and clearly you needed it because you've now recovered some of your memories. But not that many hit points. Uh, one of the problems is you didn't get a long rest because you were disrupted, so you got a short rest. Now, a short rest works differently. You have a certain number of hit dice you can choose to roll, and they can replenish some of your hit points. Uh, so somewhere in your character sheet, it tells you how many hit dice you can roll. You roll. You can choose how many you roll. You've got a certain amount you can pick from. You choose how many of those you want to roll, and they can push your hit points further back up. But that's not as helpful when you want to replenish your spells, for example. So after that short rest, Freya, how how many dice did you use? How many hit dice? Um, I had 21 hit points. I rolled a three plus two. So I'm going to take that to 26. All righty. Uh, Morgan, how did you go? You didn't really get a short rest in that no, one. No, so, so I'm just sticking with my 14 hit points. Fair enough. And Karin, what are you doing? Why did I panic when you asked me this question? <laughs> I think I just got overwhelmed with the rules. <laughs> you have up to three dice to choose from. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could have rolled three dice. Three D8s, I chose to roll one because I've already pretty good my hit points. So I've got three, already had 20, so that's taking me up to 23. Nice. Do you want to have a quick discussion about what you want to do next? I want to go stab that priest. What? Why? <laughs> he drugged us. Wait, can you say that? Is that the sword talking? <laughs> Your sword. It's, I mean, it's a sword. It's a sword. The sword me, does but I love to, stab to be stabby. <laughs> um, well, we gotta go. We've got to get out of here, obviously. I don't know. Should we have some questions about priest? Yeah. Like at least some questions. Like maybe not stab him, Freya. I know right. you love a good stab. We'll threaten stab. though. We'll threaten him. Definitely give off the vibe <laughs> that we're going to. But we should have some questions of him. He did lure us into a yeah. church and drug us, right? Like that. He drugged you. I mean, I assumed when I fell asleep. We know what it feels like. Yeah, I was very lightheaded and dizzy and I was like, well, I didn't take any of my ordinary or simple shades, so something's in this hot chocolate. I thought you guys were just exhausted. I'm so sorry. I was tired, but I think definitely got drugged. Well, yeah, then we're definitely talking to this priest. We're yeah. talking to the priest. How are we going to get out of here? Fire. Wood door. I think that's cool. Or Except rage. How, we, how, how small is this room? Like, are we going to cook too? No, no, you should be okay if you want to try and set this thing alight, but it would take a long time for it to can burn. I just, I mean, like, you'd probably be better off bashing the axing thing. Axing it? Out. Can yeah. I just grab my little axe? And then you can light it on fire. You do start hearing something from outside the room. Uh, it's almost like there's uh, whooshing noises and winds and so forth, and you hear a voice saying, I do not from your duty. You gave your word. You took the oath. Submit to the gods of old. Is this the guy from the mountain? The priest. We don't know, you're out Perception here. check! Perception check! I figured there was some kind of weird religion, like... Natural 20! You, you were going to use a natural 20? Natural 20! <laughs> Sorry, hold on. <laughs> I want to oh, get in on this! <laughs> Alright, let's have a look. 20! Oh, oh, my my and now we know everything, uh, the end. <laughs> this is sick! That's insane. Sometimes, though, when we do perception checks and we roll it well, we kind of get a lot more information than just a yes or no. I wish I had more to give you. There was no more information this time. Um, I can't believe we just did this. The only information I've got to give you is that, yes, it does sound very much like the priest's voice, although much more um, intense and upset. Uh, 
the whooshing sounds is almost like a scream, like a howl coming out of, out of that room, and it does get louder. A howl? Howling, yeah. Oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah, me not too. Not a dog, like, like you know, a werewolf. You've, you've heard howling before. I will give you this. You know what? Three oh, twenties. You heard the howls like this before when you were inside the mountain. Yeah. Same sort of noises. Should we just break out of the room now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've had enough. All right. I think you should go into your rage. Yeah, though. I was going to rage out and axe yeah. down the door. Can you? I don't know if you have this ability, and I would if I had fire. That's what I would do. But I would strut out and I'd actually throw a fireball back without even looking. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the room that we just came out of. Yeah, yeah, and just like. <laughs> so, like in a movie, when they walk in front of the explosion. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like they light the match and they throw it back. Are you going to walk in slow motion, even though he won't notice what that? He was like, "Why are they walking in slow motion?" <laughs> well, it will just make us feel really cool. And then while you two are doing that, I will go and sneak attack on him. This <laughs> 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 is the only time I've thought ahead. <laughs> Uh, okay, Karin, when you're in a rage, you get advantage on um, strength checks uh, and on attacks. So you can choose to just charge the door if you want with a shoulder or hit it with the axe. Either way, you're going to be rolling 20s, but one of those will give you a slight more advantage, I think. So um, I'm going to use my axe because I feel like it's been a while since she's come out. Yeah, sounds good. 2d20, give me the highest. Damn it. It's a seven is the highest. You used up all the juju, didn't you? We used it all. <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, it's a door. It's not going anywhere, but it doesn't smash in entirely open in one go. But uh, the axe. But I'm raging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still angry. You can hit it again. <laughs> you can hit it again. In fact, at this stage, it's just going to be how long it takes you to get through. But that is important to what's happening outside. So give me another 220s and we'll see how long it takes you. Just keep rolling to you hit something good. Six, five. <laughs> can I just keep rolling? 20. 20. There we go. Uh, again? Yeah. The straight third through. hit goes straight through and gives you enough room to actually step through awkwardly. It's not like, you know, it just splinters. You've got to sort of step through and, and, oh. and make your way through and you can't all walk through together. Karin doesn't do anything awkwardly. <laughs> Managed to make a hole in it. It's still actually locked. <laughs> you just can go through the hole gracefully. Who's going first? Roll initiative. No, I'm just saying that to act like I know rules. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to step through the hole in the Well, door if you first? want me to do the fireball behind you this, need to go last. last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's probably still in there like before it gets burnt down like collecting all the silver. Yeah. <laughs> She's gone back to bed, I think. <laughs> and the wine. I don't want we'll need this later. <laughs> I think Karin should go first and then I'm going to sneak out and then... Uh, Morrigan is going to walk out last and throw that big ass fireball. Well, yeah, I'm going to use my firebolt, which is the cantrip, so it won't cost me a spell. Yeah. And just set the door ablaze as we like walk out. <laughs> Somehow he doesn't even notice your cool slow mo walking. Perhaps because of all the carnage happening in his church. As you step back into the church now, you can see Father Denis. He stands between the pews and says, This is not your place. Almost quietly this time, though, it's almost lost amongst the noise of the room. Howling winds, and you can now see dark souls swinging around, four or five of them. He's not looking at you, he's looking at them. His robes are flowing and they're swinging around him. Uh, they're a little tight in some places. He's not that small. Um, What's not that small? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> what did you hear? You always say things that we hear that you... <laughs> His robes are flowing tight in some places. He's not that small. <laughs> <laughs> and and you just kind of looked at me and I was like... <laughs> okay. All right. I'm glad I didn't read the next bit. What was it? And he quickly starts swinging. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so, before that, though, uh, Robert is holding a rather substantial mace in his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because not every scene starts with the plumber arriving. Or <laughs> What's a mace? It's slang for penis. <laughs> um, as you walk into the room, can I get everyone to roll another perception check? Uh, mine's 16 plus zero. Excellent. I rolled a 10. Karin. I rolled a 15 plus two, 17. Both good rolls. I say both good rolls because Freya, yours isn't. Uh, but uh, Morrigan and Karin, you notice the gem above Priest's heart. It glows. Uh, but this time you know something different. There's a crack in its surface. All right, the gem has a little crack in it and the light glints off it in a different way. Now, Robert is swinging this huge mace around and you can hear him, follow your oath. And it almost seems like he goes, he's like an aggressive sound when he says it. But that noise seems furthest from your mind as you trace the screams and wails and shrieks to swooping wraiths or ghosts or something that is hurling themselves around this hallowed ground. It was dark when you entered, but you did notice that there was light, dazzling light, shining through these towering stained glass windows around the edges of the room. And if you had time to notice, you'd see a strange portal on the altar, a swirling cloud of grey sucking the air towards a deep void. But you don't have time. Roll initiative. Five. Fourteen plus one. Two plus three. Five. The priest will be going first and he is swinging towards these things that are flying around that's a nine plus seven yes he hits it oh damn uh so he hits for 15 damage and slices straight through one destroys it vanishes into thin air uh it is karin's turn next yeah i recognize these guys they were very upset when i killed one of them the last time uh, so I might just go have a chat. Was this in the mountain? Yeah, girls, remember the mountain? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I was hiding under a rock. I was a rock? <laughs> <laughs> you were a rock and I threw my sweet axe through them and then they were a little devastated about it. So I think I'm connected to these Weren't they your family? Look, in, just in case that's Zen, I'm going to have to go over and say something. I will say one thing is very different about them. Last time they were a pale white, but there is there's something about their, their colour. Are they the same? More of a grey. They're still the same. They look exactly the same. And their priest said, you're not following your duties. Yeah, and their oath. They've broken some kind of oath. Uh, one major difference is you can't hear their voices. Last time... I could hear them. They were talking to you. These ones don't show any interest in you at all. Okay, so they're not my people. They're not. They're not trying to get to you. Are they going for the priest? Are going for the priest? Uh, not even trying to go for the priest. What's he going? What are they going for? It looks as though they're trying to get past the priest. They're trying to get to the, to the room because portal. Morgan. Oh, the portal! Oh, <laughs> 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 I forgot. <Yeah. laughs> so much going on. What's? Is, I mean, it's really going to harm us if they go through the portal. Let's let them go and then we'll jump in after them. Should we go through the portal? Yeah, girls, we go through the portal. Yeah. Just I like think the so. mystery guest, I can't deny a mystery portal. Oh. <laughs> Karin, would you like to try and go through the portal? But yeah, like only with like the tip of my axe first. Like I'm going to suss it out. I'm going to put the axe Just put through. the toe in. There are dungeon masters around the world right now whose jaws have just left their face and walked away with, with that suggestion. The portal had only once before been touched by the living and nearly 400 years had since passed. Then a war had raged beyond the sanctity of this church. Mighty armies, immeasurable death. The souls of the dead had pulled together across the bleak battlefield like a grey fog. 
They drifted through the entrance of the church, noticed by two warriors, but sent by two others. Dornus, the magician behind it all, stood near his general, a heavily armoured thug with dark hair that billowed from where it escaped his splattered helm. Together they watched the carnage. They watched as the battle turned against them. They watched as their army, a coordinated concoction of immoral metal, failed and fell. But strangely, Dornus appeared unaffected. He saw only souls, and many had died, enough to draw a smile from his thinly stretched skin. But then he saw the other two warriors. Two of many, of course, but two who would cause concern. The female, a changeling, he thought, followed the wisps of the newly demised as they circled the holy grounds and walked towards the darkened chapel. A tall man walked alongside, and together, closely together, they stepped within, and when the shadows allowed, Dornus followed. Inside, the portal dragged the souls to their new owner. The woman, a powerful warlock, had seen such things before. It wasn't about the battle, she said. He only wanted this. We must find where these souls go. She pushed her hand through the portal, and her brow furrowed. It must only take the dead, my love said the man, and we do not have much time. This may not be over. When I find where they go, I will contact you. One last time. He kissed her on the neck and she realized his intentions. She turned quickly, a gasp escaping her lips, but the blood already ran swiftly from where he had driven his knife, deep into his own heart, straight through his half of their matching tattoos. He only had moments to speak. My people are gone. We both know I would have lost you as well. Edril, no, she said, but it was too late. His soul rose slowly and she cried as it drifted through the portal. The good news is, no, the portal doesn't suddenly whisk you away. It's not the sort of portal that would take you. Did it take my axe though? Nope. Oh, is it like to another world? To a different spirit world? This is probably something you can't figure out in the context of this moment. (laughs) Um, Great question, but one you can probably ask when the battle's... Over. What battle? No one's attacking us. They're not interested. There's definitely something happening. The priest is fighting them. Yeah. But I mean, he locked us in a room. He did. And drugged us. I mean, I think we're really overlooking So are we fighting the priest with the ghouls? That's pretty much your call at this stage. Okay, maybe we should go over. Ask him what's going on. He doesn't have that, like, weird creepy gem. Hold that sword to his throat. And be like, all right, mate, whose side are we on here? You better tell us what's going on real fast. Because we're either siding with them or we're siding with you. Give us a reason aside with you. Yes, yes, give us a goddamn reason. It's almost like he doesn't really notice that you're involved, all right? Uh, he's, he's preoccupied with these these uh, souls, I guess we could call them, flying through the air, and it's almost like he has one purpose. I'm actually going to go stand in front of the portal. Yeah, technically you are already standing in front of the portal, yeah. Right, so I'm just going to turn around, I'm going to like hold my axe because I know that worked last time. And you're like, I'm getting really bad vibes, that something's going to happen. If you go through this portal, so I'm just going to start slashing. And I'm like, girls, I feel... I'm just yell to the girls. Like, girls, I feel like they should not be going through this portal. Like, I think the priest is great. I just don't think these things are great either. I feel like we can reason with him, but we can't reason with them. Oh, cool. We can do something called a readied action. All right? This is a new thing we haven't Ooh. done yet. So a readied action is I'm preparing if they do this thing. All right? So you could be standing at a door and go, if they run out this way, I'm going to hit them. There's a couple of different combat things we haven't done. I'm sure people are starting to say, hey, you haven't done opportunity attacks and other things. We'll get to them. But this is a good one to learn right now. You can ready in action. So if one of them tries to go for the portal, you're going to swing, yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Something you can do. Uh, Good news is, one of the uh, flying souls straight away tries to go 
past the priest uh, who gets to have an opportunity attack. If you go too close to somebody and you go past them, of course, the person gets a chance to hit you. So he gets to have a go first. And he hits. And he slices that one in two, so there's only three left. Uh, another one breaks past and goes straight for you. He doesn't go as close to the priest. And he's coming straight for the portal. Give me 2d20. Pick your best. This is your attack roll, so add your attack roll to it. Two sevens, both plus five. You just love rolling them twelves, don't you? I love it. <laughs> it's a solid C. Good news is a twelve is good enough in this situation, so now you can roll some damage against this one. Which is a nine plus three, so a twelve. And you slice straight through that one as well. It becomes pretty clear they're not particularly strong. Uh, in saying that, it is now Morrigan's turn, and Morrigan, you notice that through those stained glass windows in the side... Oh, yeah. More of them start coming through. Two oh, or no. three more come in. What would you like to do? Alright, um, so more of them are coming in, um, but they're pretty weak. How many have just come in the... Four thing? more, I would say, at a quick glance, there's seven in the room. And our priest won't respond to us when we ask him questions because he's so focused on what he's doing. You can ask him a question, yeah. What are these things? His reply is disjointed. Mm. The first thing he says is, they're mine. And then he says, they're mine. They're his inner demons. That's good. If that's not what Ooh. it is, that's what it should have been, Corey. Yeah, you're <laughs> a bad storyteller, Corey. Oh my God. And I'm a great one. Can yeah. I be Dungeon yeah. Master now? It's my turn. <laughs> Everyone who's a player wants to have the dream of being the DM. <laughs> How many of them are there? He smiles when he answers you the first time and, and looks at you. They never stop. And then he frowns and looks at you and says, they never stop. If they're his, if we kill him, will they go away? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you that. That is something you'd find oh, out afterwards. Fine. Yeah. Look, I've just discovered I'm a horrible human being, so I'm not going to kill the priest. A sentence you didn't think you'd be saying at the start of the day. Fine, I won't kill the priest. <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw fire at the, the ghouls. Launch. How did you go? Four plus five is nine. Uh, your shot goes flying straight over the shoulder of one of the flying souls and smashes into the side, almost smashes into the big stained glass windows, but smashes into the side of the sandstone and dissipates quickly. Uh, Freya, well, you can still move around if you want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to get my close enough to the priest to, priest to reach for that gem. It's embedded in the armour, so it's not going to just pop out when you grab it. I don't have anything sharp, do you I? Give it a shot. You want to pry it out or... Yeah, but I don't have anything on me to pry it out with. I do. Like, yeah, I'm job, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, my last move is to send a telepathic message <laughs> to uh, Freya over there and just be like, if you get a chance, I want that gem. Get it out of his chest. On it. Bitch loves gems. <laughs> she loves them. And I start running across the room. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then I do like a little... <laughs> If that's the most complex part of this move. Ooh. Um, I do a little somersault round here. Freya, do I flip? <laughs> yep, I flip and as I get up from one knee, I just get my sword of deception and pop the little gem out and then run out the door. <laughs> Bye. Uh, let's let's first of all see if you can manage to do that. So yeah. give me a D20. It's a pretty big move you're going for here. <laughs> this is it. It's a fucking 20! Yes! <laughs> oh my god! We have the weirdest dice. I mean, I'm sure if you calculated everything we've rolled over time, it works out. 
but sometimes you guys <laughs> make life difficult. Wow. Uh, the gem comes flying out. In fact, it flicks out and goes flying through the air. But I do land on my feet. Just to be clear, I think when you I don't do wanna, it for you guys, whenever you guys do a twenty, you always land for a superhero landing, even if it's completely unnecessary That's in the so situation. Cool. Is it coming towards me? Can I gust it back to her? It's flying through the middle of the pews. Okay, I forgot we're in a church. The gem hits the ground and shatters, mostly because it was already a little bit broken Cracks. before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. I was listening. Behind you, the priest uh, lets out a huge groan. He falls to the floor, and the first thing he says is, "Thank you." And then when he stands up and he starts walking over to the stained glass panels, you see another one of the souls come out of the gem. It looks exactly like the others. Uh, it swirls around and it looks more aggressive, more angry than the others, but it goes straight towards the priest again, straight through him and into the portal. The priest doesn't look too worried about that. She's not still readied? Uh, no, you've already had an attack from the other one. You don't get to keep... Readying. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. question. The priest centres himself and whispers, Who held me back so long? And he lifts his mace and charges towards one of the stained glass windows, smashes it, and the light that was bearing through it before fades, and now you can see it's dark outside. To see the light so tainted, this must end. I'm going to do what he says. He... It doesn't seem that bad now. Uh, they're not hard to break. They're glass. You just have to hit them. So it's pretty much just walk over and pick I feel like one. It'd be kind of cute if I did like a little like a. And then you smash straight through it. <laughs> Morgan, would you like to smash a window? Smash that. And Freya, I'm assuming you're going to smash the other window now. Yes, please. Three other windows get shattered, and the last of the souls are trying to figure out how to get past you all and into that portal. But the portal fades, and the souls are lost. They just start floating towards the ceiling and out of the roof. Imagine oh. if they couldn't get through like the ceiling and then we just kind of like... <laughs> 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 like flies that can't get back out of the room. Like, yeah. yeah, like, like healing balloons healing balloons yeah. that are dropped by a child. And, and it's like on the side. The priest turns around with a huge smile on his face. Thank you so much. I cannot tell you how long I've been held by that tainted soul. What do we get in return now? Yeah, why'd you drug us? What was that about, weirdo? Well, that was not me. Ah. Um, what what are those things? You said that they're yours, but clearly that was someone else speaking. What, what are they? Those are lost souls that have been fooled into giving themselves to the old darkness. So are we talking some kind of sacrificial religious belief? It is the oath of submission. A dark bond that ties a living soul to the needs of the afterworld. Dozens, sometimes hundreds every day. I did what I could each night to stop them, but he, he wanted them to go through. Why do they want to go through this portal? What's so good about it? I believe they are being fooled by offers that are not met, by promises not kept. Where do the souls come from? From any group of people who can be easily forgotten or easily destroyed. They're going through the portal to the mountain? I am not sure where they go. The soul within held many secrets. But I did see a repository of the lost, a collection of spirits, okay. in a seemingly endless chamber locked behind a door of great magic. Right. Did you sacrifice everyone else in the town? He took all of them. So many. Just to feed the earth. This was my church, 
but it was warped by the gullibility of a foolish acolyte and the obsessions of a dark magician. The acolyte gave his soul to the gemstone at his bequest. Everybody stop. Remember I said those weird memories? Yeah. So remember when we were dying, kinda? When yes. the priest drugged us? Uh, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, no, totally fine. I, you had a lot going on. Yeah, so like this spirit radar came up and I could select one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think, um, actually, Frey, you must have had it too. I did have it too. There's this creepy guy there. Then I remember like the mountain thing and he was all like, oh, I'll feed you souls. And I know, this seems to link to me. Seems to link. Definitely. So he's the one that's coercing all these souls to go to the mountain and the mother is his mountain. <laughs> so close. Ma- <laughs> Mama mountain. The mountain is his mother. That's it. That's it, yeah. Yeah. yeah just the other way around. It's a yeah. song, Mountain Mama, West Virginia. Is that it? Sorry. Yes, this entire D&D <laughs> campaign has been built around John Denver songs. Take me home. I thought you said that when you were sleeping you had memories. I didn't know you talked to someone. Clearly I glossed over that because uh, you were... And you spoke to someone? Freya were really stabby, but... Freya? Oh, I did, yeah. The lady that... The lady? That's a nice name. The bitch. <laughs> 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 That's a nice <laughs> um, The bitch that pushed me off my castle. Castle? My Fortress. kingdom. Fortress. Yeah, out of your kingdom, yeah. And away from my family. How did you speak to them? Does that mean you share a tattoo with these people? Correct. And you share a tattoo correct. with the soul feeder? That is quite concerning. Well, I says did not. I mean, whoa, I didn't Think put that, that together. <laughs> And this is why we let you hang out with this evil Morrigan, because you are still very smart. (laughs) That is something we must remedy quickly. How do we change our tattoos? You need to find a magician, a good one. Oh, come on. At the circus! A circus, perhaps. (laughs) But usually a lighthouse. Most cities would have a few. Would you be able to tell us where, how far away the nearest lighthouse is? The nearest town is a day's walk. Caroldrill's Rise although very few still call it that. There's a lighthouse on the outskirts of town. Okay, day's walk. And then do you happen to know where the circus is? Well, there was once a travelling circus, but it would not likely come here. What makes you ask of it? There was a poster on your notice board for... I rarely notice the board. New posts appear all too commonly. No one comes here for that. It updates magically. That's cool! Sorry, that's really cool. But why are the posters ripped then? They may appear, but nothing takes them away. In the meantime, I'm going to grab my sword and say, are you awake yet? Oh, yeah. Why did you try and stab Morrigan? Thank you. And it says to me. (laughs) (laughs) The sword strangely remains silent again. It's just behaving like a sword. It has feelings too, you know. It it does, but it's not as concerned about yours or theirs. It's just... Okay. It lives its best life. All right, all right. The priest starts looking around at the floor, and when he sees even the smallest piece of the gem, uh, the one from his chest plate, he stomps on it and stamps them into fine fragments. I'm going to ask the priest if the gems that... Oh, should we admit that we have the gems? We have these. <laughs> what what should we do with there them There is all? no way you're holding on to my gems. <laughs> she has one of them, I think. If I'm not wrong, you still have one of them. We'd never all really right. change that. I'll do this really inconspicuously. So if I was to have a gem, why would I have it and what would I do with it and what could it make me do? Strange question. These are soul stones. They are rare, but they are used to store souls. The crack in mine allowed the soul to escape. 
It nearly controlled me. Of course, as you discovered, smashing them releases the soul. Is it only one soul per gem? It is wiser to only have one soul per gem. They can be overcrowded, and that... Wait a minute. And he points at Freya. You are full of souls. Hey. Two, perhaps even a third. What happened here? We need to remove them before they become dominant. Whoa, 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 whoa. Of all <laughs> people have souls, I would yeah, have been I'll career. Career. Yeah. Why am I full of souls? Vinny. Ah. But yeah, he recognizes that you have souls inside you. There is a weaker one, but I can't see much more than an aura or a glow. I know a man. He spent years finding a way to move souls. A priest near here. His church was much like this one long ago. In the morning, I will take you to him. We should leave at dawn. Hypothetically speaking, if we had gems, how would we discover if there were already souls in those gems? Now that would be a question he will be able to answer. It will be good to see him again. May I ask you, you have some of these gems? We have the gems. (laughs) Karin couldn't even last a second. (laughs) Look, the thing is, from memory, it was like a, a voice that seemed like my mother, wasn't it, that told me to get the blue gem. So now I'm really worried that souls are in there, that my mum is in that gem. Are they the things that are changing you into a bitch? No, I, I have a feeling I became a bitch before that and I might have imprisoned my family in those stones. Ah. Is what I'm is thinking Is that was the changing the priest into like two people and taking over? True. Very true. Did you show him the gems? She's got the one. other one. Show I'll one. show him one. Put it away, quickly. And he wraps it in a cloth. If these have souls inside, they are like a beacon to her. She can sense them. <sighs> She'll be coming now. I'm sorry, there's no time to rest. She knows. We must leave immediately. Get your things. I've never seen her. He is always in control when she comes. But I know he feared her greatly. Great. So we're already, we don't really have a lot of things. We're we're heading to the town? I've got my undies. (laughs) She's got all her undies. I've got all your undies. I I haven't taken my backpack off. I assume I still will be. All right, let's go. As you leave the church, there is a sudden bright light and an arcane noise. And as quickly as it begins, it ends. Quickly, this way. Down through here, says Father Denis. Give me... Give me a perception check. Everyone do that. Uh, Freya, you was... Uh, five plus one, I've got six. Karin? Eighteen plus one, nineteen. Morrigan, two. Uh, Karin, in the distance you see a bright light uh, in the centre of the town and you, you, you catch something out of the corner of your eyes. Uh, it's a statue. <gasps> it looks very much like the statue you saw in Bellison. It looks very much like the one of Morrigan. It looks like Morrigan's statue, uh, except this time it's complete. The head has not been removed. Now, you can only see three statues from where you are. The, it looks like it, the light is quite blinding, if anything. Uh, and you really can see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now you can see very similar portal that you've seen once before. But this one is active. Freya, you have seen one before. You've used one before. Yeah, I can go through. You can see as well there are many statues that have been broken down. So that's, that's why there's only three that remain. Looks like uh, a mirror. You look into the portal and you can see lights that seem to twist down through the mirror into the earth and then they solidify and become rock again. In the centre of the portal, you are shocked by what you see. Taking a deep breath and rolling your shoulders back as if to stretch, 
A beautifully dressed Morrigan steps <gasps> forward and surveys the scene as though she is looking for something beyond the portal. Something in the shadows. Hang on. So, there's two Morrigans. Us three are walking together and, and then the we see a Morrigan. Coming out of the portal? Coming out of the portal. She's a shapeshifter then, like Indy. Someone's got to be, because they ain't two Morrigans. Did you guys drug me, or are you also seeing another me? No, I'm seeing another you. She's hot. <laughs> Maybe this is why my sword hates her. Oh, see how your sword feels about that one. Oh, my God. You aren't Morrigan. No, there's some other bitch in my kingdom. I'm not the bad one, I swear. I don't trust her. <laughs> is, are we able to sneak forward without being seen so we can see more? Yeah, we have a skill called stealth. Stealth, cool. Can I use stealth to get closer and uh, see if I can get any more, maybe hear what she's saying or doing? You do have someone in your party that is an expert in stealth. We do. Um, Hello. <laughs> Enter Freya. Hey, homegirl, you reckon you can get close enough to figure something out? Could I am iffy on you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been with you this entire time. I know, but I don't know who you are now. I don't know who you are. <laughs> And my sword, like, if you... Oh, maybe it thinks it's you and it's a mistake. That's what I'm saying. Are you holding a sword? Yeah. It suddenly vibrates and almost, again, seems like it's lurching towards the portal now. Ask it, ask it, ask it. Is that the wrong Morrigan? Is that an imposter? Answer me! <laughs> <laughs> it says, Oh, I see what's happened here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Could happen to anyone. Now let's rock. <gasps> All right, I'm going towards the portal. We're on a fight, girls. Let's go. Let's go, girls. Are uh, you going stealthily first? Oh, uh. yeah, of course I am. Just <laughs> one moment, please. Oh, plus six. I've got this. Watch it. 14. <laughs> Another 20. All right, you are able to get a little bit closer. The other Morrigan moves to the side of the mirror and uh, she goes near her own statue. The statue is quite an interesting one because it's got permanently got liquid pouring out of a cup that she's holding. She looks quite regal in the clothes she's got, but she's holding a cup to the side and water is always pouring out of it. She dips her finger in to taste it and says, oh, what poor quality this is. Uh, well, whatever is best for the peasants. Hurry up, Captain. I'm talking to myself again. And then the shrine lights up again. Another person appears, a large man in heavy silver armour, and he lands in a heap. And he vomits almost immediately. She says, oh, get up, Lieutenant. And he says, it's Captain, my Queen. And you'd be well aware of the dangers of portal travel for those who don't have a totem. And he coughs again as if clearing his throat. He looks quite ill from it, but he rises. Yes, yes, she says. Now... Let's find my gems. Oh. oh my god! I'm the spoiled little child that she was referring to. She wasn't speaking in third person, and it's not me. I'm the spoiled little child. The spoiled little girl that the, the, the royal family raised, and she's taking my place. I'm queen now. Mm. And it was someone in power that put my poster up for treason. Why'd she put herself up for treason? Maybe the de we didn't get to see the details at the bottom of it. Maybe I'm being accused of being... Of being an imposter. Yeah. She's probably not that worried that someone's going to grab her. Yeah, she's no, she's got security. Yeah, we're not fighting this bitch. Why not? She's after the gems. We've got the gems. We have no idea what we're up against, whether or not she has my powers or whether she's stronger. Yeah, let's go just do something else. Just before you do that, everyone roll me another stealth check because she's stepping forward to look for you. Eleven. Eleven. Plus one. Uh, six plus one is seven. I'm very stealthy. Morrigan, 
your hand slips in the snow and that's when you realize you are now leaning against the notice board from before and your hand has come to rest on one of the posters which roars into life. Ladies and gentlemen, come one, come all to the Cirque du Soleil. Mother Morrigan's head turns straight towards you and her eyes narrow. Father Robert suddenly stands up and walks out of his shadow. Oh, no, 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 that was, that was just me, just me. She looks at him quizzically, almost a wry smile on her face. Looking down at his breastplate, she notices the gem is missing and says, Well, Father, it would appear you've served your purpose. Ah! She sighs and raises a finger towards him and says, Die. And Father Robert obeys. <gasps> and that's where we leave our story. Holy shit. Don't worry about them. I'm sure they'll be fine. That's why I didn't want to fight It's just her. a sudden ending. It happens all the time. So maybe there's danger or just a clever line. But don't worry about them. I'm sure they'll be fine. Right? <laughs>